Hey everybody, and welcome back to Crosshairs Productions' very own Longbow Hunters, the Arrow Podcast, the podcast dedicated to covering DC Entertainment and the CW's hit superhero television series, Arrow, and all things Green Arrow. I'm your host, Michael J. Petty, and with me is my fellow Argus agent. Who is Kim? And pull the curtain back, Michael just had his wisdom teeth removed by Dr. Hugo Strange. He's a very brave man to see Hugo Strange as a doctor. Yes, so if I'm not talking as much or if I'm talking a different way, sorry, but this is the best I can do this, this week. I'll be, I'll be good as new next week. Yes, and if, and if he's not able to talk, I'll just upload his spirit into a old 1950s computer system. Has that works. Winter Soldier reference. <laughs> um, before we get into the episode, another thing hit the interwebs yesterday. Another, um, Batman short commemorating the 75th anniversary of the Batman. This yes. Time with Batman Beyond. What did you think about this? I thought it was really good. I thought the animation was really good. I thought the fact that they got the voice actors back was really good. I, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. It felt like a it felt like a part of the series. Yeah, it, it really, really did. I thought I thought they did a fantastic job with everything and just how everything worked out. I lo- uh, even though Conroy like really pushed the old Bruce Wayne voice a little too much. Yeah, but then again, he is getting old. Yeah, um, and the, the uh, and it's like probably not easy for him to do those like subtle variations. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, um, I didn't notice the um, um, Adam West Batman until somebody mentioned it to me on Twitter. I was like, and then I saw it again. It's like, oh. Yeah, that was very fun. I liked that a lot. And notice, notice the last Batman that we see is. The original Batman. The yep. original, original Batman. Yep. And you, do you think this was some kind of futuristic hardack? I would think so. Because of the way they did, the way they did the, the robots. Still, very underrated storyline that from Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I wish it had been resolved, and I, th- I think this was probably, probably a good way to keep that going. Yeah. And one of the more scarier things I remember watching on that series. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about um, Batman, even though we could. We're here to talk about Arrow. This week's episode, Under under the Red Hood. Wait, no. The Man <laughs> Under the Hood. Written by who? Uh, well, the story was by Greg, Perla- Greg Berlanti and Jeff Johns, with the teleplay by Andrew Kressberg and Keto Shimizu. Jeff Johns, who's that guy? I know he's he he's just some hack writer who keeps getting in on the show, you know. I don't know. Well, hack is Brian Singer. Oh, shots fired. I'm sorry. The, his comments as of late have really just really irked me about X Men. Well, ho- hopefully he's a better director than he is person. Yes. Um, I thought this episode was really good. I thought everything everything hit really well. We opened with Oliver going to the Robert Queen um 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 the R and D facility. Yeah, or is that what you call it? the Lucius Fox division? Yes. Yes, and he blows it up because he doesn't want Slade to mass produce the Miracu. or use any of his technology against him. Yes. 
And that's why they used the skeleton key, greasing that back again from the clocking episode to get into Queen Consolidated, because Oliver doesn't have access anymore because of one brunette-haired harlot. Right. And they blow up the facility. Oliver has very mixed emotions about it because it was his father's facility. And really, like, he doesn't want to destroy his father's name, but he also doesn't want roided up psychos with katanas either. Right. Um, I love that one line that he says, Hey, that man used to work for me. No, he works for your enemy. Yes, I did like that. I, I, I like that on some level, Oliver still knows the people who he... Who he has to go against at this point. I just love it just because of... I shook that man's hand at my Christmas party. I patted his son on the head. Mm Mm-hmm. I love love that. Also love Felicity having a hard time putting on the ski mask. I'm glad they brought her along. I thought that was cool. Because she doesn't generally go on field missions. Well, and I like the absurdity of... like In movies, typically when people put on masks, it's always very easy to do. Mm-hmm. I like the real world application of it. It's, it actually takes a little bit longer to actually put everything in place, but we, but we go from that to Laurel knowing the arrow's identity. Now you said something that um, Andrew Crisper said to, said in an interview off microphone. Is that correct? Involving Laurel. Yeah. Well, I mean, in an interview I read recently with Andrew Crisper, he was talking about how the way they're approaching Arrow is they're doing everything they want to do at the moment. But they're also being able to save things for later. And they really wanted to do Black Canary this season, so they brought in Sarah. But they didn't want it to be Laurel because they weren't sure her character was ready. So they, they've been waiting, and they kind of been putting her on the back burner and making Sarah kind of the lead female character of at least this season. Yeah. And and I, I like that they're finally giving Laurel something to do and throwing her into that role because I think next season she'll have a bigger role again. Yeah. And it also sets up... Um, it also sets up um, season three in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Absolutely. Yeah, it sets up it sets up season three, and it also also not only with Laurel, but with sl- possibly with what the miracle cure could be. But we'll get into that later. Um, the Queen's financial state. Um, the COO Nathan and AKA Gloria's Godfrey returns and tells Moira and Oliver that they need to move their assets. It's really the only thing they own anymore to a safe place where Isabel Rorschach can't touch and touch this. Now, this is what I don't get. Why do they need Thea's signature again? Because I was a little confused. Right, but if they have their own assets, why do, why does that concern no, her? No, it's the queen assets in total, sir. Okay, so it's their families. Yes, it's the family assets. Yes. Uh, okay, Which I see. This is me later on because it seems like everybody's moving out of the queen estate. Yeah, yeah. See, that's 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 part of what confused me during this episode too. Like that that part of it confused me just because because of what like they. They um, made such a big deal about the signing, and notice, Thea doesn't actually sign those papers. No. She does not sign the papers. She leaves them in, like, a, in the, the liquor closet of Verdant. Well, I think they're really trying to make next season the Green Lantern, Green Arrow era, Oliver Queen, where he lost all his fortune, and he kind of became a civil rights activist. Now, and I think that's kind of where they want to go. Aspects here, that does not mean we will see Hal Jordan. No, it does not. 
But it would be a bonus if we did. Yeah, just I just needed to make that clear. We were not even speculating that Hal Jordan could make it to the show, but no, the era that Michael's speaking of—that's pretty much the era that we're going into. Which yep, could be interesting. Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, Green Arrow. Yes, and we're, they're going to introduce—they're going to introduce a new character by the name of Denny Adams. No, just kidding. That would be great. Yes. Detective Lance's protege. Yes, Danny Adams. No, that would be a um, no. Detective Lance's protege would be Dan Turpin, sir. Yeah, but wrong city. Yes, but he could transfer. He, he could. could transfer. Um, moving on to um Robert Queen and Isabel Worship. Um, Moira reveals to Oliver that um that Isabel and Robert Queen had a little brown chicken, brown cow when he was like seven years old. That's so disturbing. Yes. Especially since I thought Isabel was closer to Oliver's age. And it doesn't look like that's the case. Well, she looks... Well, I, I think that... Well, she would... Well, if I can do my math right, Isabel would have been, I would say, at least about 18 years old. Which is still yeah. disturbing, but yeah. Yeah, that's... Ugh. I'm not, yeah, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still disturbing. But it also makes sense why she's doing what she's doing. Well, it gives her a motive. Yeah, it gives her a motive. Not the best motive in the world, but still a motive nonetheless. Um, I love the look on Amel's face, too. It's like, ugh. And I love the scene they have together later, where he confronts her about it. Yeah, and... I, did you get the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade vibe out of this this whole storyline? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and Isabel says later in the episode, I can't forget how wonderful it was. Ugh. And so. the, the ghost of Robert Quinn would be like, Thank you, it was very wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, it was wonderful for me too. Yeah. Um Um the fight in the arrow cave. This is well well you well, can we just talk about Thea right now really quickly because it's not really a huge part of the episode? Yeah. Um, I understand Thea's feelings 100%. Mm-hmm. You can't really blame Thea for how she feels. No. And she's she's right. She almost did try to kiss her half-brother. Like, I don't, and I have to say this, I don't think she's as mad at Ollie as she is her mother. I agree. Like, like at least she'll talk to Oliver. Mm-hmm. Because really, none of this is Oliver's fault, other than lying. But he did that because of the whole screwed up situation. Right. I mean, well, and and would you really want? And if you were Thea, would you really want to know? Because, like she says, it kind of ruins her entire universe. Yeah. That because she did know. And that and and really, she's just mad at Oliver because she he didn't he he lied to her too. And and I think on some level, she just wants someone to be mad at. She can't be mad at Malcolm because he's dead. She can't be mad at Tommy because he didn't know and he's dead. Can't be mad at her father because he's dead. So she needs to be mad at the people who she cares about. And Roy left, so she can't even talk to him. Yeah, and and really. And, and funny that you bring that up. Everybody still thinks that Malcolm Merlin's dead except for one person. Well, right. 
Yeah. I was thinking about that, like, the other day. It's like, wow, I forgot. The only person that knows he's still alive is Moira. Well, and hint, hint, he's coming back before the se- season ends, yeah, so. Yeah, I heard that news, yes. And it, it makes the most sense. And, mm-hmm. and the, and, but at the same time, I really hope that this is not a, like, a long thing with Thea being mad at Ollie. I hope so, too, because I... She can be mad at Moira all she wants, because quite yeah. honestly, this is all, like, this is half, mostly her fault. Mm-hmm. I know Andy likes Moira Queen, but let's be, let's face it. If she just told Thea and Oliver when she was in in prison earlier this season, Moira, Thea wouldn't hate everybody's guy. Yeah, I mean, she she totally could have. She totally could have, and it would not have been a big deal. And Thea and Oliver would have been, well, they would have been a little mad, but they would have been okay. And really, that's my problem with this whole storyline this season. It's, the, the writers, and I understand why they did it, but the, the only reason they did this storyline in this way, in terms of Thea, in terms of Thea's involvement in this storyline, they wanted to give Susanna Thompson something to do. Other than run for mayor. Yeah, the... And and really, that's really almost secondary at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, but again, you can't really blame. And she's gonna be even more mad. I mean, this is just my speculation. She's gonna find out the truth about Oliver, his hood truth, at the at the end of at the end of this episode next week. Mara or Thea. Thea. Okay. Yeah, I'm really thinking that she's going to find out the truth. Well, I, at this point, I don't see how she could not. But at the same time, isn't that too many people to know? Well, quite <laughs> honestly, how do you do the storyline with Roy and still have her not know what's going on? No, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just saying, you just revealed it to Laurel. Are you really going to reveal it to Thea two weeks later, you know? Well, I don't I know. I think it's one of those things where, well, it's... Well, uh, well, let's let's go on. Let's skip ahead to, to. Well, let me just finish this up first about the uh, the way they set up this next episode. And you and I have discussed this off microphone and on season three is going to be the descent into hell. Mm-hmm. And really, with the descent into hell, a lot of that has to do with, um, a lot of that has to do with secrets finding. Finally being exposed and people's reactions to those secrets. And possibly Moira's death. Yes. Because, because, and that's the other thing, that's the other thing about this episode. With the relationship with Thea and Oliver being as strained as it is, how hard is it going to be for Oliver and Thea to mend their relationship with Moira gone? Mm-hmm. And really, I think that's going to be the majority of this next season, is in terms of Thea and Oliver. At least if Mara does die. Yeah, and all signs are pointing to it, yes? Yes. I mean, and, and we've been watching TV long enough to figure that out. But the fight in the Arrow Cave, um, Bam's, oh, so be- good. Bam's best work he's ever done on the series. So good. It's it reminds me of like Bruce Lee movies almost. And I and the part I really love about it is Slade just stands there. He doesn't even move. Yeah. And some people were wondering, well, how does he know where the arrow cave is? It's because of Isabel. 
Mm-hmm. Isabel has access to all of Queen Consolidated's like ownerships and holdings. And you probably figured out there's there's a, there's, a, there's this empty slot that's just there. What are they using mm-hmm. it for? Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it with just the bullets going out. Love Sarah just going across the room and trying to attack Slade, and Slade just catches her. Yes. Diggle, Diggle tries to shoot him in the face, but it really has no effect. And I was thinking, like, off-camera, when he smashes Dig in that case, like, Oh, man, I love that case. <laughs> How awesome was that shot, sir, of seeing Deathstroke in the arrow cave, and in the background you see the, the suit up in glass. Oh, so good. That's like the Joker being in the Batcave, and then you see the Batcave, the Batsuit in the background. Yes. Um, but my favorite thing was the sticks or the pipes. Yes, that was also really cool. Yeah. Uh, little homage to earlier in the first season with the training of the sticks. Mm-hmm. And then he flips them over, kind of like how he taught Oliver in the Odyssey. Yeah. Don't don't forget, kid. I trained you. We'll love that. Yeah, and I I love the carnage. I also I also loved like um, Diggle trying to turn off the lights and like I was having expecting Slate to say, "So you think darkness is your ally?" Oh no! <laughs> well, that wasn't the only Dark Knight Rises for, like homage we kind of got in this episode. We kind of got later with Officer Lance, didn't we? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. But I just love the carnage of everything. Lo- Love that in this universe, and I'm really glad that this happened. When someone when someone gets injured, people do get called up. Whereas in mm-hmm. Smallville, people just got injured, and so everybody was like, "Oh, willy, willy, willy. yeah!" And they just sent them to the hospital and off Screenville. Yeah, um, love the shot of the. Sc- oh, I have to say, love this doctor just because he's a complete goofball. <laughs> Didn't you get that vibe off of him? Like, <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> oh, it was just a, it was just a, a, a risk that we had to like set. I mean, she'll be fine. No, no, nothing compared to her other injuries. Other injuries? Oh yeah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, lo- loved the shot of Laurel seeing, L- Laurel seeing like Sarah put her shirt back on, and I have to say. <laughs> Uh, this is just like my little like uh, my little guy thing here, but apparently Sarah only has one bra. Because <laughs> I well, doesn't it seem like she only owns like one pair of clothes? Well, yeah, one pair of clothes for sure. Yeah, like like, like Sarah's like I get a lot of mileage out of these clothes. <laughs> and I I loved how they framed the how did you get those scars, sir? And then Oliver just walks in. Yes. I'm sorry, and this and this is totally me. But even if the, someone ran a red light, you still should probably report it. I would think so. <laughs> if it, I mean, if it were something like that, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 like I love the awkwardness of this conversation because Sarah Sarah is good at lying, but not to Laurel. I think Laurel just doesn't buy it anymore. <laughs> Queen's, I mean, come on, Queen's, Queen's Gambit much? Yeah. 
Like, I, 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 th- I don't think you can fool Laurel anymore, Sarah Oliver. Mm-mm. Like, Not so much. Remember, remember the first lie you guys told? Hmm? <laughs> that did not end well. Yes, and I and I think Laurel's like BS meter is like like off the charts. Yes, off the off the charts though. Um, I love the I okay. I understand the flashes, but you really but did you really have to put sound effects? <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why not? I guess I don't know. Yeah, like I understand if you can put that like in closed captions, I can understand why you could you could do that. But really, with the sound effects necessary, not not so much. And Oliver has scars, and Sarah has those scars. So did the lady lady in black. I just, I, like, it's one of those things that is not supposed to be funny, but still kind of is. I, I really kind of just wish there was a light bulb that turned on right next to Laurel's head. Yeah, come on, WB. Let's have some, Ding. Let's have some Looney Tunes stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Death, Deathstroke and Star Labs, going with that, I know you probably, this is in the Easter eggs, but we have our first introduction of some new characters on another show that's coming soon. Yes, uh, Cisco Ramon and Caitlin Snow, who are going to be part of the Flash series in the fall. So are are they uh, are they really the equivalent of Pete Ross and Chloe Sullivan to Barry? No, in fact, truly, they really don't have a whole lot to do with the Flash character. But but you need but to have a true ensemble. You need these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I like them. I love how Jeff Johns wrote them. If if any if any scene was more obvious, and this is not a slam against Jeff Johns, this is just what I see. If it's any more obvious of what scene Jeff Johns wrote, it's this one. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I guess we can talk about it here because truly, this is the only DC Universe Easter egg of the week. Is these characters like Cisco Ramon is Vibe in the comics, and Caitlin Snow is Killer Frost. We, we know one of them is a hero, one of them is a villain. I won't say who because I don't want to spoil that, but it was it's it's really cool to see some of these characters on screen, especially when you see Cisco um, shoot that sonic blaster that actually looks like his vibe power. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's really cool. And I've been a Daniel Panabaker fan for a long time. I think she everything she does, she sucks you in. Who plays Caitlin Snow? Mm-hmm. Everything she, you know, even when she's particularly being bad, you're still captivated by her. Yeah, and I and I love the reference to Iris. Yes, um, I just I just love them talking. I just love them talking just to each other at the beginning. Their interactions with Slade shows that something can actually hurt Slade. Mm-hmm. That he's not as invulnerable as he thinks he is. We know he's not invulnerable. Well, and it's so something from Star Labs. Yes. So, so that that makes it all the better. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm still sticking by that one. Um, I, I, I love that they're not weak either. Yes. They put up a fight. And it's nice that Felicity knows these guys. Yes. In off-screenville? Well, yes. Yep, from Central City in off-screenville. Yes. Um, and now Iris, is it, that the, his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Barry? 
Yes, I, eventually becomes his wife in the comics, and now in the New 52, they're kind of best friends, but they're hinting towards a romantic relationship. I, I don't like how it's being handled in the New 52, but yeah. That, that's his Selena Kyle, pretty much. More of his Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, I, I, lo- I loved um, Felicity's interaction. also love the look on Dickel's face when Felicity says man parts. <laughs> like, Amy R is at her best when she's, like, awkward. Like, she is at her, com- she is at her best when she's just awkwardly talking. Love the look on those other two just, like, listening to her speak. Well, and that's why, and that's why people like the character so much initially. It's because of that awkward factor. Yes, and I love how Daniel Panabaker of all people is standing up to big tall, um, John Diggle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not intimidated by you just because you're taller than me. I love that. Love that. Yes. Um, love, love that we see them at the end of the episode too. Um. Lo- Lance, okay, okay. The reason oh, we've skipped this over, but the reason why Deathstroke was in Star Labs was to try to like do a super blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. And he needed a machine to do it because Oliver blew up his last machine. He went into the Arrow Cave to find the skeleton key, to, so he can find a facility to mass produce the miracle for his soldiers. Yep. Um, Lance in prison. I love, I love that he's playing solitaire. I, I, I like that he's very optimistic about being in prison. Like, he's not really upset. No, because he knows he did it for the right thing, and he realizes what he's doing is the right thing. Even though Laurel, Laurel's, like, kind of tells him later that you should t- tell, like, the police who the arrow is. Um, uh, didn't, didn't we see the guy with the billy club earlier this season? One of the I, fe- I feel like we did, but I don't remember him. Yeah, because he reminded me of the guy that dressed up like the hoods at the very beginning of the season. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, like, that's where I got this from. Like, and I, I'm sorry, this is one of those cliches in genre shows that I hate. This isn't over. This isn't over. Like, we got that. We got that. <laughs> right, that's why you showed up and started beating the crap out yeah, of him in the yeah. first place. I don't, I don't think you were done. I don't think you were done because I you weren't stopping when those policemen came in. I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. But what? But if you're in that guy's position, what else do you say? Well, you could say <laughs> I don't know. Well, you could say, "I hate you, Lance. I hate you." Or something. Like, <laughs> uh, that's almost worse. Yeah. Or, 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 or just have him like grunt and struggle. It's possible. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Grunt and struggle. I just hate, like, stating the obvious with the beggars. Uh, this isn't over. This isn't over. Obviously, because he's still breathing. I, I wish he would have just yelled, yes, it is. <laughs> or, or here's a better line from Detective Lance. Uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Because that's my biggest problem with Quentin Lance now. He's not as much of a BA as I would like him to be. Yeah, but at least he's not like last season where all he wanted to do was take down Oliver. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I, I love that when Laurel sees him in early on in the, the visiting room that we don't see Sarah, but she's there. Like when like she steps out, out of frame. 
Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Yeah. Oliver's trying to reach out to Thea, like, but Thea, but he keeps get, getting interrupted, or it's really awkward. Um, it's a. Well, this one of my other favorite scenes in the episode is Oliver's confrontation with Isabel at Queen Consolidated, where, um, like, um, Isabel tells Oliver the her 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 side of the Robert Queen story, and she just started out at the company. They fell in love, air quotes. They were they were gonna run off together, but. But Robert gets a call that Thea broke her arm. Robert knew this entire time who Thea, whose daughter Thea actually was, but it didn't matter to him. It didn't matter to him. Um, yeah. It, uh, sorry, too many names. Isabel gets Isabel gets sacked the day later, the day after Robert tells her that they're still gonna they're still gonna run away together, and that's why she joined up with Slate Wilson. Yes. Um, I just l love the way Summer Glow played it in that scene. She has so much disdain in her, on her face. Well, she, I mean, she hates Oliver. She hates Thea because of what they quote unquote took from her. Yeah, I, I don't think she hates Robert as much as she claims. No, I don't think she does. She probably still loves him, yeah. but. He's dead. I mean, it's no, it's no different than, than something like this happening in real life, where like two people have an affair, they break it off, and the other person's like very jilted by this. Mm -hmm. It's and this is not a punzer. It's very petty and very, you know, very you know, like like childish. But it comes from a real place. Mm -hmm. Um. And. Oliver gets ex ex escorted out of his own building, and I was half expecting him to say, This is my building! Ain't your building! Mine! Mine! No, I was not expecting that, but it would have been funny. It would have been good. Her name's not Queen! My name's Queen! Yep. Um, Laurel meeting the Arrow again. Did anybody really think that they were going to reveal that Laurel knows? I actually did. I'm not, I'm not, I won't even try and deny it. I actually kind of did, but I'm glad, I'm, I, I, I really did, but I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, because, <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because of this. Here's how you end up, here's how you end a scene on Arrow, phone call. Yeah. Almost always. I love that cliche. Here's how you end a, end a scene that, like somebody's gonna find out something. Phone call. Phone call. Like, have you noticed that throughout the series this far? Yeah, either phone call or the door opens and they bomb drop you. Yeah. <laughs> like phone phone calls. I mean, I'm not I'm not knocking them for that, but it seems like I love that like kind of cliche about the series. This is one of those cliches that I actually do like. Um, Laurel finds out that her father's been beaten. She confronts um, um, her boss, letting her letting her know that it was her fault that her father's in the situation. Not totally wrong. Yeah. Not totally wrong at all. Um, I love how she stands up to this woman. 
Oh, I certainly love that, yeah. Because, quite honestly, other than Isabel Rocha, this woman I've hated since she, she appeared on this series. <laughs> and, and I love how intimidated her boss is by her. Like, she won't say it, but she's very intimidated. Yeah. Which is which is really weird because when the series when the series started, I should say she was very intimidated by this woman. Right. And then we get into our Dark Knight. We get well, before that we get into our Dark Knight Rises. So why so so why did you put on the mask? Yes. Um. So and, good. And and. I'm so glad of the transformation of Clinton Lance over the last two years. Mm-hmm. That he understands what the arrow is. He's a symbol. Anybody can be an arrow. I was expecting when he was saying that you, you, cut to, you cut to Oliver talking to Roy and Roy's driving the car. So why the hood? Yeah. Well, and 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 the more you meant, and the more we talk about, it, the more we see that it really is a reference to the Dark Knight trilogy, but. To be perfectly honest, it like when I was actually watching the episode for the first time, it, I didn't even connect the two because it felt so different. It felt so unique to Arrow. Well, and, I, and it's good because I had the exact opposite. It was like, oh, wait a minute, where have I heard this before? That's funny. <laughs> then again, I've been on medication all the week, all weekend, so may, maybe that's why. But but hopefully not smiling, sir. Well, definitely, definitely not gotten that. Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. But I love the look on Moral's face because I think, I just in the way Katie Cassidy played it, it's like she gets it now. Mm-hmm. She gets why her sister and her ex-boyfriend have to do what they do. Yeah, and, and I love and I love at the end when all, she gives Oliver that hug and he's like, what's this for? And she, she it's basically just because. And Sarah walks in and like she's like this, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. We, we went to a boat wreck together. Oh, my. <laughs> and, and much more. And Laura's like, well, who who was he dating before that? Hmm? Ouch. That would that'd be a great deleted scene or a blooper. Oh, writers, it could happen. <laughs> Story credit. We ask him. Yes. Um, I love I love it when she's like I love it when Laurel's like uh, seriously like outside of Quinn's like like hospital infirmary th- room and she's just looking at Sarah and Quentin. Mm-hmm. And, and and she's like, yeah, I can leave. Sarah's got this. Yeah. Um. We go we go into again one again a lot a lots of good scenes in this. Love the music Blake Neely used in the Arrow Cave fight and in the um when Arrow's walking into Slade's like little laboratory. Yes. With the choir. When you first see the shot of the machine, you think it's Slade until they pan around. And you see well, and, and then you see the guy's abs, and you're like, that's definitely not Slade. Well, yeah, <laughs> skin complexion for sure. Yeah. Because up top, you think it still could be Slade. Yeah. But when they pan around, it's like, oh, it's Roy. It's Roy, and he's, he's doing his underwear modeling pose. 
<laughs> or, his, or his scene from Jesus Christ Superstar, either one of the two. Oh, oh my! Um, uh, I love, I love that. Um, that Isabel and Slater right there. Love that he's carrying the katana everywhere he goes now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I love how Oliver's prepared. Oh, he's for sure prepared, and he has backup. He knows exactly. Well, he's uh, like, he. I think he may have heard the report from Star Labs that something can't hurt this guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe not kill him, but slow him down enough to where, like, they could get away. Yeah. Because Oliver's not worried about beating Slate up now. He's just worried about getting away. Yes. And I, and I. And one thing that I, I was thinking throughout this episode, I'm glad he kept his word to Tommy still. Yes, he absolutely. Still, because I was thinking he could have killed Slate or Isabel. Mm-hmm. He could have killed either of them. But no, he kept his word to Tommy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's why when he killed, I know this is a source of object for you, but when he killed Vertigo, that meant a lot. Yeah. And for him to not kill Slate to keep his word to his late friend, I like that. And I think part of that, too, is he's like getting Roy out and saving him is is the real mission here. That might not have been the attempt initially, but this is what needs this is what takes precedence. And I love that um, Isabel gets the throw down because Silver Glau has been known to do her own stunts in the past. Yes. I was so glad she got shot, though. <laughs> I was beyond happy. And, and, and let's face it, it was a killing shot. The dig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She would have died had it not been for Slade. I loved Oliver pointing his crossbar up to the sky and, like, getting Roy out. Yes. Class, yes. Classic Green Arrow stuff. And this, and this next Reminded scene, me of Smallville a little bit. And this next scene in the Arrow Cave actually sets up next week's episode, really. Because it under, you understand why Roy is just out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And wh- uh, why he's acting a little bit like Cyrus Gold. Yes. Because, oh, yeah. Because he's still got the Mirakuru in his system. He's still got... Um, um, he's has a loss of blood. He probably was kidnapped, like they said in Bloodhaven. So his his mood is not very conducive right now. Well, and he's unresponsive at this point. Yeah. Until next week's episode, um, we this actually, and then Oliver reveals something in the Arrow Cave that there is actually a cure to the Merakuru because he got a vial of the Merakuru from where he saved Roy from and then he lets Felicity and Dig know that there is a cure to the Merakuru this leads us into the flashbacks where Ivo tells um, Sarah and Oliver that there is a cure to the Merakuru and I'm so glad so glad Ivo is gone. Um, Not necessarily that he's dead, but that he's gone. Here's, a, here's the thing with Ivo, though. I'm not like the character either, but we do see that there was actually a good man that actually got very twisted. Mm-hmm. That he was doing this to save people, but he went way, way, way too far in getting these things done. 
Yes. Well, and I and I was very happy to. Well, I wasn't I wasn't very happy with how Oliver handled killing Ivo, but I think in context of season one of where Oliver is by the time he gets off the island, I think you have to go down that dark quote unquote killer road with him in the flashback. And it actually sets up what Oliver talks about in the previous scene that he could have killed that he could have saved Slade but chose to kill him anyway. And probably mm-hmm. it's because Slade was going to kill Sarah. Yes. And that's why he chose to to quote unquote kill Slade. Probably a lot like last season where Fires had Shadow by the throat. Yeah, probably. And uh, well, one more thing about Ivo, I have to say, I have. N- uh, they did show a lot more depth to his character, but really, I have no sympathy for this guy. I mean, everything bad that's happened to Ivo happened because. It, well, oh, let me rephrase. Everything that's happened in this season that's gone wrong is because of Ivo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If he didn't blow up Slade like he did with those bombs, none of this would have ever happened. Like, yep. He shot Shadow. I mean, like, I mean, like, let's face it, none of this would be happening if it wasn't for Oliver. Yeah. I mean, uh, really, Slade can blame Oliver all he wants, but the person who really screwed him over the most was Ivo. Yeah. And... And really, what this Mirakuru occurred, and we we finally find out why why Oliver's been so agitated toward this whole Mirakuru slave thing this entire season is because of the guilt and the sorrow that he feels that he could have saved this friend, but he chose to kill him instead. Mm-hmm. And and this actually, uh, and Slate preparing his army was kind of cool. We now know that um, Isabel either had the Murakuru in her system or now has it because of what Slade did. Slade realizes now that he has enough blood from Roy and himself to recreate the serum. Yeah, and I would assume she just got it because of her being on the operating table and because if she hadn't just got it, she could have probably just pulled those bullets out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, that there is more that there is more there to Isabel and Slade's relationship that they're even letting on. That maybe they're not in love, but Slade has affection for Isabel. Yeah. Like that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying love. It's like more more along the lines of like say um like a natural born killers or a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Mhm. Um I think I think that's pretty much I think that's pretty much it. I I give this episode a strong five out of five. I thought one of the best episodes of the series thus far. I would too. I don't disagree with that there at all. There really was no flubs. There really were no flubs in this episode at all. No, and there really wasn't anything I didn't like. Yeah, everything made sense. Nice little, nice, uh, and really the 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 um and. We forgot to talk about this too. The way they're going to make the cure is the Barry's buddies are going to help out the Team Arrow. Try to make mm-hmm. the cure. Um, nice, to, nice to remind audiences that Barry's still out there. That there is something coming. We've known that something's coming, but it's nice to see it on the show. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's, de- it's definitely good to reference him every now and then because people who maybe aren't going to watch a Flash show are probably still wondering. Um, um, let, let's get, really the only DC Easter eggs that we saw were, um, Vibe and Killer Frost. 
But we also got Isabel in her villain role now. Yes. Her actual villain role. Maybe not the yes. traditional one, but pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go to Twitter's thoughts, sir. Yep. Uh, this week we only have a few Twitter on Twitter's thoughts. Oh, come on, Twitter. I know. Twitter. It's unfortunate. Um, we have Lauren from TV after saying, pretty, the episode was pretty good. Love the, tr- the arrow trick that was shot at Slade's chest, or the trick arrow, sorry, that was shot at Slade's chest. And I like that Team Arrow was on the offensive. Uh, Leah, Leah said, I want to strangle, strangle in all caps, Thea. So the obviously well, someone wasn't too pleased with her. <laughs> and then Sean says it's going to be a hell of an ending to the season with Slade hooking up the Isabel with the drug. Yeah. Obviously, Isabel was not the word he used, but that's this is a family-friendly podcast. Yes. Strangle. <laughs> Strangle. Yes. So so that's all we got from tw- Twitter this week, which is which is fine. Which is fine, but, I mean, we're only a little disappointed in you guys. Well, well he may be a little dis- disappointed, but I'm a lot disappointed. Uh-oh. Oh. You can't see it right now, but I'm very disappointed. Oh, if no. I, if Michael and I were in the same room, I'd be glaring at the computer right now. Oh, my. I'm doing it right now. I'm just kidding. Um, We'd like to thank Mr. Dan Schmidt, Mr. Nico Reichstick, Mr. Andy Babat, um, who did a fantastic job on the Helicarrier. That show has been really picking up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, we have a voicemail number, 1773-809-3363. That's 1773-809-3363. If you have a voicemail you want to leave to us, please specify the longbow hunters in your voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. Thank you to the Mix Radio Network. We are on the Mix Radio Network every week before the episode of Arrow. So if you like listening to the Mix Radio, please listen to it before you watch this week's episode coming up. We have a, we have our normal website, acrosstheairwaves.com. That is acrosstheairwaves.com. We have an iTunes link on there. If you like to buy music on iTunes... TV shows like Arrow on iTunes, movies, podcasts, iBooks. Please do it through our iTunes link on our website. If you do that, we get a cut of it. Our Twitters, we have many Twitters. The normal Across the Airwaves, at Across Airwaves. That is at Across Airwaves. Our our Twitter for this show, for Mongo Learners, is at Arrow Podcast. That is at Arrow Podcast. Our email is across the airwaves at gmail.com. Across the airwaves at g- gmail.com. If you want to leave us an email, please specify the Longbow Hunters in the subject line. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. We have a Google+. My personal Twitter is at WSK9002. At WSK9002. Michael's is at MJPD7. That is at MJPD7. Um, thank you to Christopher Whitechuck for designing our logo based off of children's shirt from the Big Bang Theory. Thank you for that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful logo, Christopher. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think you covered it all. Again, before we go, I just want to say sorry, guys, uh, for my lack of speaking in this episode or the way I was speaking. Again, I, I had a... Uh, I had a surgery this week, so so it cut me a little little slack just this yes. week. I'll be I'll be back to normal next week, probably a hundred percent. So yes, he will be our version of the Winter Soldier. 
Yes, I will be brought back. So, yes, he's been spending the last couple of days in a freezer. On ice. Yeah. Well, actually, I've had ice on me, so there you go. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not lying. So, anyway, guys, like, yeah. oh, go ahead. So if you're not joining us in our spoiler section, we will see you next week for Seeing Red. I cannot believe the season's gone so far. It's been a really fast-paced season. Yep, thanks guys, have a great week. out of nowhere. The dude is roided out or something. We need to take Roy down now. If the police find him, they're gonna kill him. I'm not gonna let that happen. No one dies tonight. Back down! You should kill me. Arrow, all new. This Wednesday at 8, 7 central on The CW. The CW official description for Season 2, Episode 20 of Arrow, entitled Seeing Red, reads, Roy spins out of control. The Mirakuru sends Roy into an uncontrollable rage and he, unle- and he unleashes on the city. After Roy's deadly fight with a police officer, Oliver realizes the Mirakuru has taken over Roy completely and must figure out a way to stop him. Things get more complicated after Sarah declares that Roy has gone too far and the only way to stop him is to kill him. Meanwhile... Thea believes she can break through to Roy, so she hope so she goes on camera at Mora's campaign rally to lure him to Verdant. Her play works, but after Roy attacks Thea, Team Arrow unleashes on him. Doug A directed the episode written by Wendy Mercel and Beth Schwartz. I have to think either the, either two of these things happening. Well, first of all, let me take a step back. I love the promo words in this episode. The thing that you say. The thing that you say always never happens or something along those lines. 
Yeah. No one dies tonight. I thought that was very funny. Um, either one of two things happens or both. They use the miracle cure on Roy or try to. And Thea finds out Roy, uh, Roy and Oliver's secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I... So, oh, go ahead, oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, something I really quick want to mention about this episode is this was originally going to be the backdoor flash pilot episode. So I like that they actually took what they were going to do and made something that actually makes sense in context with the characters in the season and put it in and instead of just doing a filler episode. Have they said that Panna Baker and the other character are going to be in this episode? I don't know. I I don't see anything on them, but I wouldn't rule it out because well, of the like plot you line. Need to see them. Right. No, no, you don't. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. Um I, I really like how they've been using Colton Haynes this season. I think from the three or four episode arc that he had last season to where he is now, they've really done a good service by um, writing for his character. I do not like how they they really pushed him to the side, pushed Diggle in this to the side in favor of him. But in context of the of the series, it works. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good resolution to this series because they need a test, a test subject to try this stuff on, being the cure. And who else are they going to do it on, except for Roy? And I suppose you could do it with Diggle, but I feel like then you wouldn't have as much for Roy to do. Yeah, and quite honestly, it already fits his like personality as it is. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't work for Diggle. I don't think. Yeah. And, because of that Roy is only like 18, 19 years old, we can get away with the way he's behaving. Because to do it for Diggle, you would have to have Deadshot in almost every episode. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love that they're already starting the friction between Sarah and Oliver. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the season, I predict, predict that, that Sarah and Oliver will go their separate ways. Not breaking up where Sarah's going to go anywhere. Not, well, uh, oh, let me... I wouldn't rule Sarah's death out, though. But then who trains Laurel? Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing. I don't, I don't want Oliver training Laurel. I don't necessarily either. I don't mind him showing her a few moves, but she he doesn't need the... Since, Be the full-on mentor. And since they've invested so much in Sarah this season, I want Katie Lloyd to have at least one more good season of material. Or at least half a season. Yeah, because there's more to be mined there. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm I'm okay with her for another half a season. I just I don't know if you can have her on for the full next season. Yeah. Well, we kind of skipped this in in the episode discussion because it was kind of like a minor thing. I think I the, what they're doing with Laura right now is what they did with Chloe Sullivan, Allison Mack on Smallville in season four. Yeah, a little bit. And I like and I like the way they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Because Laurel has been through ups and downs this season to the point where you and I were not big fans of her for the first half. Early of the on, yeah. So, like, I'm I'm really glad that the writers seem to listen to the complaints and not that they pandered to us, but that they, that they did have a through line in mind for Laurel coming in. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad the fans have some sort of say. 
You know what I mean? I, I and I don't mean that in the sense of oh, we're we're they're they're always listening to us and always listening to what we want as opposed to what they want to do. But I I do like that they do care about their fans and they do care about what their fans want to see to an extent. And and, and, and the way they handle that is good. And this is not and this is not the Helicarrier podcast. But I but since this is the spoiler section, I can say I I feel uncomfortable to say this. The one thing that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did really wrong in development was bringing Coulson back from the dead. Because, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Andy's guest, Nikki, who, if you haven't listened to the Helicarrier podcast, guys, this week's episode, Nikki did a fantastic job. I thought she did a really good job. So if you've not listened to Helicarrier in a while, please listen to the latest episode. Going back to Coulson for just a quick second, I thought I thought the death of Coulson made sense. It worked. It really worked. Bringing him back just for this show, and I'm not. I don't know whose call that was. If it was Kevin Feige's, Joss Whedon's, or Disney's, but here's here's why everybody was so lukewarm on Agents of Shield. I think, and it has nothing to do with Joss Whedon as a TV writer or a TV producer. It it comes from this: you you kill Coulson off, okay? You bring him back. You're going to have two factions of people. One that said Coulson should have never died, and and bringing bringing him back was pandering. And the other half would kind of say the same thing: you should have. If you're gonna, you should have never killed Coulson, and to and to kill Coulson just to shake up the story was kind of a cop out kind of thing. Yeah, I don't disagree. Personally, I still think bringing him back cheapens the Avengers. Absolutely. It 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 cheapened it for me personally. Absolutely. So I I don't know if like you might yeah you agree with that, but I don't know. How many other people agree with that? That's that's just how I felt about it, and it, and, and it kind of cheapened the movie for me. And it really, it's kind of like, and it's kind of like. Then again, I've said that since day one of Agents of Shield. Well, so, well, I don't think I've ever voiced this on on air, so I'm gonna voice this now. It's kind of cheapening Clark Gregg as a performer. Yeah, because he's a really good actor. Yeah, and really, and doing it this way. I, I stick by my point. Bringing him back for this series, just to just to pander to the fans, really bad, R- really bad, and really good that you listen to the fans. Uh, my my standpoint on on it, and I'll say it one more time: you should have never killed them off in the first place. That being said, I do have to admit I, I will st- I will step off my Agents of Shield bashing stool for a second here. Uh, the way the, the, the a stool. Um, Yes. Um, I will say the way they've written him in some episodes specifically has been really good. Regardless of, regardless of if I don't like that he's alive or anything like that, I can't say that what they're doing with him right now is terrible. I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the response. I don't like the way they brought him back. I didn't like that reveal. I thought that was really cheap. I, I wasn't a fan of it, but the way they've written his character at least the second half of the season so far, from what I've seen, not bad. Not bad at all, but it took way too long in my opinion. It did. It did take way too long, took, which is why I still can't get into it. But it we'll see. Way, I'm glad I stuck by, stuck with this with Agents of Shield. But at the same time, like 
like if I didn't, like I I I don't think I would I would miss anything really. Quite honestly, for me, I'm only really watching when it ties into the movies. When it's doing its own thing, I don't really care because I'm not invested in the characters or in the story. And really and truly, like th- this is why this is why people are watching Agents of Shield again. Right, is mainly because of Winter Soldier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest, let's let's be honest here. That's really why. Yeah, and 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 really, that's not that's not good. Like, but can I say though, the Winter Soldier tie-in was an excellent episode. If you had seen the movie beforehand. If you saw the movie beforehand, which I did. My friend didn't, and when I oh that sucks. And when I spoiled that for, and I don't care if you had it on the websites or had it on your Twitter feeds. Not everybody watches those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like again, so you should put a a special up saying that this ties into Winter Soldier. Well, and I and I and I watched the episode live because I had seen Winter Soldier two nights before. And I'm like, all right, it's a tie-in. There's no supernatural on night. I might as well watch it. And I was, I'll be honest, I was pretty impressed. Yes, but again, it, it wasn't enough to make me keep watching. But I was impressed. Yeah. Okay, we've talked way too much about this, but uh, again, see where it's going to be a great episode. This this whole season of Arrow has been really, really good. We'll see you guys next week. Talk to you later. See you guys. Bye bye.